There is no better time than this week to practice thanking God in advance for getting you through dinner without killing one of your family members. Right? Thank you, God, in advance that you are keeping me from killing them in Jesus' name. Some of y'all acting holy out there. Last week, we talked about how King Jehoshaphat sent the worship team ahead of the army to thank God in advance. We talked about how if we could only learn to thank God in advance, maybe our season of waiting would turn into a season of watching. You guys remember that message? A couple of you are here. If you, most of you weren't here, it sounds like. Go back and watch that message from last week. Look us up on YouTube at Summit Elkins. This week, we are continuing the series But instead of focusing on thanking God in advance, we are going to look at what it means to just thank God in general. Just in general. Today is about gratitude, really. Mike set us up for this exquisitely with the first message of the series. He said gratitude and thankfulness, those are two different things. Today we're talking about gratitude, what it means to just be thank you to be thankful. Thanking God, not just because we are believing for something, but instead for all the things that we already have. Today is about the ability to sit inside of a moment, look around and just say, God, if you never do another thing for me, my plate is full and my cup is running over. Like, God, if I never see you move again, I've seen you move enough in the past to be grateful for the rest of my life. Thanks in general. You guys with me so far? Some of you are like, I don't really like the thought of that. Like, God never moving again. Could you do it? That's a serious question. Could you do it? Could you live the rest of your life from this moment on being grateful for what God has done in your life up to this point without ever seeing him move again? Could you do it? Are you that grateful and thankful for the life that you live and what he's done up to this point? It's a serious question I've been asking myself. Wendy and I got back from a week in Jamaica a couple weeks ago, our Jamaican vacation. And we had an incredible time. It was an all-inclusive resort. The food was abundant and the food was amazing. Uh, The water was clear and the people were very inviting. And the people of Jamaica are very, very generous and just a joy to be around. In general, we had a fantastic time. Uh, And we have come back refreshed. Aren't you, babe? Yes. (laughs) We have come back refreshed and ready to go. And I have zero tan. I got no tan. (laughs) And as we're flying into Montego Bay, you can look out the window and see this just deep blue and turquoise water. The, The waves crashing onto the beach, surrounded by palm trees, swaying to the beat of Bob Marley, Buffalo Soldier. It looked like paradise. We landed and we got through security and went through customs. We boarded a bus and we headed off to our resort about 10 miles down the road. Now, I've been out of the country before. This was not my first time. We went to Ireland and the UK for our honeymoon. It was amazing. We spent two weeks overseas. Um, But what I realized is even though both of those countries, Ireland and the UK, are drastically different than the US, they do share a lot of similarities. And as far as modern amenities are concerned, they are very similar 
to America. But as we were driving to the resort, I quickly learned that Jamaica is a much different story. And for the next 20 minutes, we drove by homes that seemed totally inhabitable and past businesses that we wouldn't step foot in. And I had no idea that Jamaica is a third world country. And on top of that, Jamaica is one of the poorest nation or is the poorest nation in the Caribbean. And here we are on an all-inclusive vacation going to this awesome resort. Hallelujah. And then the bus turns left. We drive through the pearly gates to a 25-star hotel resort. And the drive-in just seemed kind of surreal. It kind of seemed like a dream, out of sight, out of mind. Please hear me. We had an incredible time, and we would absolutely go back. If you have a chance to go to Jamaica, I highly encourage you to take the trip. And if you want to know how to do it on a budget, I'm your guy. Come see me, and I'll direct you to my wife. (laughs) And one of the things, the main thing that boosts Jamaica's economy is tourism. So, So you should go. I think we should do that. That's why we went. We all should go. We should take a church trip. (laughs) Yes. But as the staff waited on our every need with a smile and a friendly word, seeming just as happy to be there as we were, it really got me thinking about how blessed I am, how blessed we all are, and how when I leave the resort, I'm going back to a home that I love with all the comforts of 21st century life. But, But when our waiter goes back home, when the concierge goes back home. When the bellhop goes back home, they may be walking into a life that isn't so glamorous and appealing where things don't come as easy as they do for us. But when you and I have to wait for more than 30 seconds at the, at the self-checkout line for an attendant, when that little light comes on, it just ruins the day. And instead of giving thanks, we are only thinking of ourselves. We have more than the majority of the world. And if comfort and convenience equaled contentment, we should be the most grateful and thankful people on the planet. But it doesn't. Statistics say that we are among the unhealthiest and the unhappiest people in existence. Anxiety and depression at an all-time high, praise God. And I wonder if it isn't because we lost the ability to just thank God in general. To just thank God for what we already have. We've been so blinded by what's next that we can't even see what's right in front of us. In the right here and the right now. I was just so convicted that people who have so much less than I do were so much more grateful than I am. And I don't know about you, but I've got to make it a point to start thanking God in general. Because I'm so grateful to have the wife that I have. I'm so grateful for the home that I live in, the car that I drive, the food in my fridge, and the money in my pocket. I'm so grateful that I have breath in these lungs and peace in my soul. I'm so grateful that I have every single thing I could ever even need and so much more. If you're grateful this morning, give him five seconds of praise. Today, We are looking at a story about 10 people who received, but only one said thank you. We're looking at an event when 10 people got exactly what they asked for, but only one came back and said thank you. 10 people were restored, 
but only one expressed the gratitude of that restoration. And this message today applies to us in so many ways. When is the last time that God touched you or spoke to you or healed you or restored you? When is the last time that God did exactly what you wanted him to do on Sunday and your first response was thank you on Monday? Like, 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 God, I don't need more. I'm not looking forward to what's next. I'm just grateful for what you've already done. And I just want to live in that reality for a little while. Thank you in general. When's the last time? Sometimes after service, after the Lord has spoken and the spirit has moved, people will come up to me. Nobody in this room, of course. People will come up to me and start talking about what's next. What's on Monday and Tuesday and the things that need fixed and the problems that need solved. And all I want to say is, did you see what I just saw? The Lord showed up and did exactly what we've been praying for. And you're already looking for tomorrow. Give me a minute to experience today. Give me some time to say thank you. Like, let me live in this moment for just a few minutes before I move on to what's next. Thanks in general. And that's what we see from one man in Luke 17. Allow me to set the scene. So Jesus is walking down the road with his disciples. And this group of men approaches them from a distance. But they weren't just an ordinary group of men. These men were lepers. And in that time, there was no cure for leprosy. It was essentially a a long, drawn-out death sentence. And the moment that the community found out that you had it, you were cut off and exiled from your friends, from your family, and life as you knew it was absolutely over. It was over, and there wasn't much hope for you, if any at all. Let's see how this story plays out in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. It's good stuff right there. Let me break this down a little bit. Jesus said, Go. And as those men started going, they were healed. Or you could say, Their obedience ushered in their blessing. Jesus, the Word made flesh, said, go. He gave them a command. They obeyed that command, and their waiting on God turned into watching Him move. And my question is, what if your breakthrough, what if your blessing is on the other side of your obedience? What if your breakthrough that you've been looking for that you've been begging for, that you've been asking for, is on the other side of your obedience. Okay, here's another question. If it's true that physical obedience ushers in spiritual blessings and breakthrough, then the reasonable deduction would be that we should do what Jesus tells us to do, right? Everybody with me on? We should do. Because if physical obedience brings about spiritual blessing, then we should obey. Okay, you want to know what Jesus is telling us right now? Nobody? Do you want to know what the Word is telling us to do today? As if we were the group of ten men standing at a distance. You want to know what he'd say? He'd look at us and he'd say, Rejoice always, 
pray without ceasing, and in all things, give thanks. Not what you, not what you wanted to hear? Jesus looked at 10 men that had leprosy, a death sentence, hadn't seen their family for who knows how long, and he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. It probably wasn't what they wanted to hear either. Like, we know we shouldn't kill people, right? That's bad. We know we should come to church. That's obvious. But when it comes to being grateful, eh, When it comes to thanking God in general, we're not so certain about that one. We view that as a suggestion instead of a command. Well, I would like to suggest for you that we are in the exact same situation as that group of 10 men this morning, right now. We are off in the distance and we are calling out to Jesus and we're saying, Master, have grace. Master, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my kids. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on this country. And Jesus is looking at us and he's saying, okay, okay, you want what's more? You want what, what's next? You want, you want more? Okay, here's what I want you to do, Grandma. Hey. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things, whether you're with or without, in all things, give thanks. But no, 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 Jesus, you don't understand. I need healing. Jesus, I need breakthrough right now. I need a fresh touch. And Jesus says, okay, 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 I can do that. But first, what if? Like, like, what if before we get to what's next, what if you just said thank you for the million things that I've already done for you? Come on, somebody. What if you just said thank you for what I did for you yesterday? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in all things, give thanks. And that's exactly what we see in verse 15 through 16. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back. Look at your neighbor and say, he came back. Look at your other neighbor and just say, come back. No, no, say it like you, my goodness, say it like you mean it. Say, come back. (laughs) Don't yell at him. When he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him. Thanking him for what he had done. Did you catch that? He, he, felt, he came back, he fell at Jesus' feet, praising God and thanking him for what he had done. For what he had done. Today is about being able to sit in the middle of a moment, look around you, look at what surrounds you, and just say, thank you, God. If you never do another thing for me, my plate is full and my cup is running over. Think about this. What do you think that man felt in that moment as he was walking away? What what do you think he felt? All he did was obey. And he wasn't guaranteed healing. He didn't know if he would be healed. Jesus just said, go. 
And as he's walking away, what, what do you think he did when he looked down and he saw that his, his skin was clear? That the leprosy was gone. His skin was clear for the first time in years. And it wasn't just for a Facebook profile pic or an Instagram reel or a Snapchat. No, to this man, clarity meant he could see his family again. Clarity meant he could see his kids and his wife and go back to his own bed. What do you think this man thought in that moment? Because I think he thought, you ready for this? I think this is what he thought. God, if I never see you move again, I've seen you move enough in my life to be grateful for the rest of my days. And when he got back to his house, don't you think that he had a whole new understanding of what it means to thank God in general? The healing was amazing, but I'm sure when he walked through the front door of his house, he looked around at all the things that he had previously taken for granted and just said, thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've already given me because everything that I already have is more than I'll ever need. One man came back. Fast forward 2,000 years. God is still moving in radical ways. God is still healing bodies and answering prayers. God is still saying, Jesus, the word is still saying, go, show yourself to the world around you. But instead of coming back, we keep on walking. Well, we got quiet on, instead of coming back, we keep on walking. What's next? God, I know what you did in the past. I, I, I know all that, but what's next? I gotta have the iPhone 44. What's next, God? I know you've given me the husband that I prayed for. I know you've given me the wife that I've prayed for. I know you've given me my, the, this dream job that I never could have hoped for. I know you've given me food in my fridge. I know that you've given money in my bank, but what's next, God? I want what's next. God speaks to us on Sunday morning, but by Monday afternoon, we've already forgotten what he said. We wait on what we want and we beg God for what's next while totally disregarding what we already have. The word says that 10 were healed, but only one came back to say thank you. This morning is about being the one that comes back. It's about slowing down. Looking at your life, looking at your family around you, your kids, looking at the place that you are right now, your home, looking around at everything that surrounds you and saying, God, thank you for all that you've already given me. What a fitting week to do so. Thanksgiving is this week. And as I was putting this together, I had this thought. And the thought was, we won't be here forever. People that I love dearly have moved on from this life. And it was just kind of like that. We won't be here forever. I won't always be on this stage. You won't always be sitting in that seat. You won't always be able to watch online. There's a clock ticking, and at some point, that clock, that time, runs out. And when I get to glory, I want Jesus to look at me with a smile and say, You always came back you always came back let's look at the last part of this story Jesus asked the one man that came back didn't I heal ten men 
Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? The man was a Samaritan. And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. He said, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has saved you. This man came back to say thank you to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, that is what I'm looking for. That is what real faith, real love, and true dedication really looks like. You don't just love me because of what I can do for you, but you love me because of who I am to you. This man came back and fell at the feet of Jesus because Jesus represented clarity in his life. The leprosy. Jesus represented restoration. He represented healing. He represented health and wholeness. What does Jesus represent to you? Is he worthy to come and fall at his feet and just say, thank you, God, for all that you've already given me? Think about this. All this man really wanted was physical healing. Would you agree with that? That's all that was on his mind. I just want to be healed so I can get back to my family again. He just wanted to lay in his bed and have a meal with his wife one more time. But because he came back and said thank you, Jesus gave him something he didn't even know he needed. That's good. God wants to give you something that you didn't even have the faith to believe for, but we have to come back. Oh, it's so quiet in here this morning. It's time that we stop begging God for what we want and start thanking God for all that we already have. We need to go back. Look at your neighbor and say, go back. That trip to Jamaica, it was, it was such a wonderful time. It really was. But it just, the, the whole time, Wendy and I were just kind of looking at each other like, man, here we are. This all-inclusive resort, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, and, and the resort faced the ocean. And on that side of the resort, it was just heavenly. But if you looked across the street, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same case. It wasn't the same situation. It just had us thinking, we are so entitled. We are so spoiled rotten. We have everything that we could ever need. And our default is to say, God What's next? What's next? Let's stand up this morning. In happy moments, we praise God. Would you agree with that? It's easy to praise God in the good times. In difficult moments, we seek God. In quiet moments, we worship God. In painful moments, we trust God. But in every moment, we should be thanking God. And there is no better time than with family and friends all around to slow down, sit in a moment, and just say, thank you, God, that I am where I am and not where I used to be. And did you know I don't know if you knew this. I'm going to watch it online. Did you, did you know that Thanksgiving 
or thanks in general is worship? Did you know that? When the man came back, he fell at the feet of Jesus and worshiped him. He said, praise God, and he gave thanks. And I just want you to know, you too can come back this morning. I feel like there's some, somebody in here, maybe more than one, maybe watching online. And as I've been giving this message, you've been thinking, man, I'm spoiled rotten. All I've been thinking about is what's next. Well, I want more, more God, more God. What's next, what's next? And I feel like God is convicting somebody in this room. I just want you to thank me for what I've already done for you. Just thank me for what you already have before we move on to what's next. You have an opportunity this morning to come back. You have the option to respond to that opportunity or you have the option to keep on walking. But if you really knew how much God had done for you, if you really knew how big God has blessed you, if you only knew how much God has actually given you, there would be nothing that could just stop you from coming down, laying at the feet of Jesus, and saying, thank you, God. And I want everybody to have that opportunity right now. We're not going to play a slow song. We're going to play a praising song. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. Oh, song just makes me want to praise. You know what that song makes me want to do? It makes me just want to say, thank you, God, that everything I'm going through right now is going to come to an end. One day, not too far in the future, the lion and the lamb is going to come out of those clouds. But in the meantime, I want to be the one that comes back. I want to look and say, thank you, God, for my job. Thank you, God, for my house. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the clothes on my back and the shoes on my feet. Thank you for guidance and direction. Thank you for redemption and restoration. Thank you for safety and protection. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that I'm no longer dead in my sins, but alive in Christ. We have every reason and then some to thank God in general this morning.